score. Welcome, everybody. Third edition of Bajan Brown, the summer edition. And folks, we are 49 days away from the start of college football. And uh, with that in mind, we want to thank you for having our special guest today, uh, the cornerback from the Northern Illinois Huskies, uh, the one and only Mr. Andre Cobb, Dre Day. How you feeling, man? Good. Yes, what's going on? I feel good. Oh, living the dream on this wonderful Saturday. Uh, still got folks lighting off fireworks till 3 a.m., keeping me up, but it's all good. Uh, you know, it's the season for the holiday to, to enjoy. Uh, Dre, we're going to get into your decorated in the state of Illinois, uh, you know, former letterman at your high school in Nequa. Uh, you were second team all state in, in Illinois, and that's that's huge, Dre, for being in the Chicago area. Uh, you were a two-time all-conference player at Nequa Valley. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. But, Dre, I know you are a big Hoops fan, and uh, we have – and last night we saw the debut um, of one Victor Winaba, uh, the seven-foot-four Frenchman who was the number one pick in the draft. Uh, I'm not sure if you got a chance to catch it at all, Dre. Uh, he went up against the Charlotte Hornets uh, and the number two pick in the draft, Brandon Miller. Uh, but, Dre, just quickly, I know you're uh, an what are your expectations of Victor Winaba will be in his first year? Uh, last night, Dre, just for a background, he did um, – he didn't shoot the ball well, my man. He, had, he shot two of 13. Uh, he was one of six from the three-point line. Uh, Winaba did have nine points, eight rebounds, three assists, and five blocks. So he might help some people's fantasy teams. But uh, any any thoughts on uh, Victor Winaba in, in the summer league so far? Yes, sir. I actually didn't get to watch the game last night. I was uh... – I was with people. I was caught up doing some stuff, but I see some highlights of the game. And from what I saw, like he'll be player. Um, I seen him dunked on. I think, but he he definitely has potential. And I think that a lot to do with it is him transferring to a new country. He's been around, shuffled around cities. Um, so I think that once he gets adjusted and five practices as a NBA player. So I feel like once he gets adjusted and everything, he'll be all right. And I agree with that sentiment, Andre, and you're 100% right. Um, I was listening to a guy, uh, Jared Sports Brief, last night, and he was saying the same thing you were, that the man's only been in the country for two weeks. I mean, he probably hasn't even been to McDonald's yet or anything like that. So I think people are kind of – You know, at seven foot four, like you said, Drake, I know Kai Jones had a nice dunk on him. Uh, guys are going to gun for him because of he's at height, just like when Yao Ming came in the league and uh, Sean Bradley, those type of people. Every, every you know, high flyer in the league is going to try to dunk on you and put you on a poster. So he's going to definitely – that won't be the first or the last time. Um, um, we appreciate that. Now, we're going to get into – we know that you – last year you uh, redshirted at, uh, in Northern Air and DeKalb. And just the, one of the, kind of the first uh, audience questions we had from a high school player um, Andre, as far as you, you know, you going through two full uh, summer workouts, can you kind of tell our audience here at Beige and Brown what the difference is, in your opinion, uh, between high school workouts, practices, uh, you know, summer OTAs, and doing it there at the collegiate level for the Huskies? So, for my experience, I would say um, I definitely think that college workouts and practices are much more intense than high school. I think that high school practices are – Pretty laid back in a sense for for most high schools, I'd say not not all of them across the country. Mm. Um, also, I feel like coming in as a freshman and going through workouts is an adjustment, just because you know you you might not be as 
you're not going to do as big as everyone else. And depending on how hard the university pushes you guys, um, that'll be an adjustment as well. Let's see, like at NIU last summer, they would, they had, they had a lot of crazy workouts for us. So it was, it was something that I had to get used to. I had some of the hardest workouts I've ever had in my life last year. So, I mean, I think that, and then going into this year, it was easier for me. So I think that you definitely, it's just an adjustment, but through practices and through workouts. And just to pick, piggyback off what you said, Andre, we had another uh, former uh, collegiate player, Javon Amable, on, and he spoke about you know, the adjustment he they made as leaders on a team. Were there any other mentors uh, or guys at your position? I know you're playing a secondary there for the Huskies. Were there any other older players or, you know, with the transfer portal? I know it's gotten a lot harder uh, with competition and, and competing for roster spots. But was there any older guy that kind of took you under his wing or a coach that kind of helped you navigate that the offseason workouts and get adjusted? Um, yeah, I actually had a – I had kind of me a little bit. He um, – he was Coach Hammock's brother, and he's he's not on he's not on the the staff anymore. He's actually at Jackson State now, but I feel like he came in and kind of helped me, kind of get me adjusted to the speed of the game. Once he took over mm-hmm. the cornerback position, because I've had I've had a few coaching position changes, so once he came around, I think that he kind of showed me what it was like and threw me in the fire, giving me the opportunity to kind of show what I can do. Um, as far as the, like, cornerback room, I don't think that – I didn't feel like I really got taken under anybody's wing. I feel like I was – it was just kind of everybody was pretty much on equal playing – like, a equal playing ground, and we kind of just figured everything out together. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and kind of going along with that, Andre, we, we kind of had this kind of a question we kind of took from Fox Sports yesterday. Um, and you being at the collegiate level, um, we know, you know, obviously with the seasons being everybody wants to. And some people want more, uh, you know, more teams in that final eight. They want to go from four to eight. But in your opinion, Andre, do you think as far as in football, uh, college and NFL level, do you feel like there should be maybe one or two universal bye weeks? where every team is off and given the kind of like you just said, the equal playing field where each and the rest to kind of, you know, uh, heal up from any nagging injuries or anything that the players on each roster may be going through. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like maybe you have like one bye week for the college level and two for the NFL, because just because the NFL is more violent, uh, they're bigger guys, they speed the games faster. They take bigger shots. So maybe they should have two. Um, also, they have more games in the regular season than us in college. So, yeah, I feel like universally we should have one or two bye weeks um, mm-hmm. just so that guys can rehab, prehab, and sure. you know, get get right throughout the season and not be hurt. Yeah, it's, it's tough. For, for now, you know, it's different from baseball and basketball where you get dinged up you have time, but the football, you know, it's once a week. It's uh, – you, you accumulate a lot more injuries. And again, we want to thank you again for joining us here live on uh, Spotify and Apple Music with our guest, uh, Andre Cobb. He's the cornerback for the Illinois Huskies. Um, and you catch them this season. We're, again, we're 49 days away uh, from the opening uh, kickoff of the college football season. And Andre, we, we had mentioned that, uh, you know, you had a decorated career 
Uh, in high school, you led your team in interceptions. Your senior year had six interceptions. Uh, you had one uh, in the playoff. You had a 51-yard punt return. So you're kind of showing your Devin Hess there off in the, in the Chicagoland area. Uh, Andre, growing up, um, can you? I guess a two-part question. Can you tell us kind of who your influences were um, as far as gearing you towards uh, football and then maybe one or two of your favorite players? Um, so I'd say I'd say I more had more of a mentor than an influence um, growing up in football. And I'd say that person was my dad just because of the fact um, he definitely was, like, the biggest person to get me to the point I'm at today, whether it was through – putting me in various training or getting me exposed to different colleges through camps um, or even urging me to switch my position to cornerback. Cause I, I used to play receiver and he kind of told me that like I should play cornerback because it's a higher demand at the next level. And um, if I can be really good at cornerback, then I could, I could be a really good player. Um, and then as far as my favorite players, my favorite player right now is Trayvon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb. They both play for the Cowboys, ironically. <laughs> Just for our audience here at Bayesian Brown, uh, Andre is a Cowboy. Tradition in his family that runs through. And just to touch on your last point, Andre, uh, we know that your dad was a very successful uh, high school and uh, collegiate player, not only in football, but also in hockey uh, through the states of Minnesota and Wisconsin. So we want to – you know, give him credit as well for helping you uh, get to that point and know that high level and uh, was very good on the gridiron and on the ice as well. Right. And Andre, we, well, this is the last of our, we kind of, we have five quick questions for you. And we, again, we thank you for joining us here on the Beige and Brown uh, broadcast. Again, we're uh, broadcasting live here on anchor.fm. Uh, for cool. Uh, music and wherever you get your podcast at. You can also catch the replay of this on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Andre, we know that you were also an avid video game player at one point, and um, it was announced this week that on the cover of 2K24, uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant will make his fourth appearance. Cover, and a lot of people are up in arms, Andre, because uh, we just saw Joker, Nikola Jokic, have one of the best seasons uh in NBA history, statistically, analytically, uh, led his team to NBA finals. Do you feel like the Joker disrespect is is even more real now with him not getting on the cover? We just saw him, uh, you know, really culminate the last three years of him being a two-time MVP and when he finished second this year. Uh, is the Joker disrespect getting out of hand to you? Um, I think that he should. I feel like on the cover this year or next year. Personally, I like Kobe being on the cover just because the numbers the is the number Jokic Yeah, no, you're you're not lying. I mean, just this is just me personally. I've the way that Joker the Joker plays is annoying okay. to me. So Oh jeez. I, I I like Kobe. I like <laughs> No, I like that Kobe was on the cover. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. We gotta rewind that. We can't, we can't let that we can't let you just bypass that, Drake Cobb. You said the way that Joker plays is annoying. So the man is a two-time MVP. Now, what is annoying about that? It's it's okay. I'm not <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna negate the fact that he is just about the best player in the league right now. 
Um, he got just, past so Anthony. He, he swept your king, LeBron James, and what? Was... No, you, you're you're absolutely right. I feel like he is deserving of being <laughs> up cover, but I mean, just for me being a fan of Kobe. I like seeing Kobe on the cover more than I did Jokic. But I do feel like he should be on the cover within the next one to two years for sure. Absolutely. We appreciate that. And that's probably going to be one of the other topics that we have uh, on the, the poll on Twitter once we get that back up to see what everybody else thinks about it. Um, and finally, Andre, I know we're, we're uh, getting close to end here. Um, do you, what are your expectations? We know that uh, you have family roots uh, in the great state of Nebraska. Uh, to Lincoln Memorial Stadium to play the Huskers uh, in September. Uh, do, you, do you have any expectations for your team this year? I know you guys, you know, kind of had a younger team and some transfers through the portal last year. What, what are your guys' expectations this season uh, there in DeKalb? Um, I feel like, you know, I, we have a lot of confidence. We're going to come in, and I believe that we're going to come in and do our thing, go win a football game. Uh, I feel like you have to have confidence. Also, just going through the season, I know that we have a lot of people returning, a lot of injuries last year, and left a lot on the table. A lot of games that we could have won, that we should have won. We were down to like our fourth string quarterback with the with the true freshman playing. So, you know, we'll get we'll get our veteran quarterback back and get some of our veteran receivers back, and I think that we'll we'll be just fine. Can we can we hold you to getting getting two tackles and one interception and? Can we hold you to that? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can, I can, you owe me to that. I can, I'll right, get that done for you. <laughs> I'm not a gambler. I'm not going to take my, I'm not going to draft Kings, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting down Dre Cobb for two tackles and one interception in, in Lincoln Memorial Stadium in September. Uh, <laughs> you know, not only on the field, but off the field. Um, and you've majored in finance. Can you tell the audience here at Beijing Brown and maybe some of the, maybe the high school seniors, uh, that are going into that area, kind of what you pinpointed, or if you had a minor and a major with your finance, or what? What I know that you're, uh, you have a sibling that's also in that. Hey, so what any other uh, options you chose? Yeah, so I, I'm going to start minoring in in marketing as well. Um, I kind of I kind of got into choosing finance just because of like I took an entrance towards the stock market, so. I kind of want to work with that in a way. Um, so that that kind of that kind of piqued my interest. I haven't really taken, I haven't taken like the harder classes for finance yet. So I guess I'll see after this year how it goes for me. Um, I am marketing and I am minoring in marketing, like I said. So I mean, I have that to fall back on. But yeah, I got a lot more to do. And I know you went to, Andre, you went to a school that has a, a great educational program at Nequa Valley. Did that give you the opportunity to take any trips to Wall Street or to New York? Or did you get to talk to any, any insiders while you were kind of making the decision? No, I actually, what, if there was an opportunity, I missed it. Um, I wasn't aware of any chances to go to New York or Wall Street or anything, but um, they could have offered that. I think that they might have offered a trip to DC, but I didn't. Uh, sure. I didn't participate. 
And, you know, the, the hot topic right now, Dre, before we finish up, I know a lot of people are, you know, with the NFTs and crypto and Bit- Bitcoin. Do you have any insight to share with our younger listeners or even at, in your, uh, your, former, your peers in college about any insight on Bitcoin, crypto, or anything of that name? Um, not, not necessarily Bitcoin and crypto. I, I probably wouldn't be putting my money towards crypto or Bitcoin just because of how just structure. You never know. Yeah. Just, you never know what's going to happen with it. Um, you even seen like with Odell Beckham, he had a contract with Bitcoin and then very soon after Bitcoin went just depreciated tremendously in price. So, I mean, it's just too unreliable. I feel like, but I mean, people can make money off of it, so it's like I would have to, I have to, I would have to agree with your second manager as a person that has made a lot of mistakes personally in my life. Things like that, just like you said, with the stock market, at least people are able to explain whether it's you know you're trading commodities or you're doing uh, futures of something, but it seems like no one can actually explain the structure or the uh, even the algorithm of Bitcoin or crypto. It's like based on someone else who controls. Would agree with their segments and Andre before we close out um, you know we wish you the best of luck with the upcoming season except for when you play the Huskers we want you to get that one interception and two tackles and, and a loss to the Huskers but uh, can you tell everybody where they can reach you at on social media or where they can find you at or they can uh, subscribe and like to you yeah so if you want to reach me on social media you, my, uh, my account is Andre V Cobb A-N-D-R-E V C-O-B-B um same for Twitter as well. Or actually, Twitter is Andre Cobb 24. Andre Cobb 24. Yep. It was like Kobe Bassett. It's the Joker, David. We got the, the, the link is in. There it is. <laughs> well, Andre, we really want to you taking the time out. We know you got a busy summer with your uh, practices and, and summer school and things of that nature. And again, here at Beijing Brown, we hope to have you back soon. And we wish the best of luck to you, my man. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, t- I'll talk to you soon, Diaz. Talk to you soon, Andre. And then, folks, again, that, that was the third episode of the third season of Beijing Brown. We want to thank our special guest again, Dre Day, Dre Carr from the Northern Illinois Huskies. And we will see you guys next week. Uh, coming up soon, we've got some collabs. And next episode should be uh, the return of Tsunami Park. Also, the high school player, Brendan Parks from Counts Bus, Iowa. We look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, Bobo should be joining us next episode. We'll see you next time, folks. Have a great weekend.